Welcome to the Trap Shooters United podcast. I am your host and owner, Joe Brumfield. I created this to help share, showcase, and support this amazing sport by talking to shooters, vendors, parents, and companies. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Trap Shooters United or like us on Facebook. This episode is fueled by Bioki, high-quality ammunition manufactured right in the heart of America with locations in Ozark, Missouri and Little Rock, Arkansas. I choose Fioki because it's loaded in the USA and has extremely light recoil while still crushing targets. But you made me think it to yourself, Joe, why should I believe you? You're just a mediocre weekend shooter. And you know what? Point taken. Let me find someone with a lot more credibility. Hey everyone, this is Shelby Skaggs, ATA All-American, Oklahoma Trap Shooting Hall of Fame member. In our sport, being consistent is the key to success. Fioki's line of shotgun ammunition is second to none in this regard. Proven by my 772 straight in the singles competition during the 2022 Grand American, experience the Fioki difference. If you're like me, customer service is at the top of the list when it comes to buying anything. Combine that with the lowest prices and highest trade-in values, Michael Gooch with Indiana Gun Club is without question the number one choice for your next gun. With one of the largest new and used inventory selections in the country, Indiana Gun Club will have the right gun for you. If you're looking to buy your first competition gun, upgrade out of your current gun, or just simply wanting to add to your collection, Michael Gooch provides a five-star experience every step of the way. Give Michael a call at 317-502-2675 or send an email to gotgunguy43 at yahoo.com. I've personally purchased two guns from Michael and I guarantee you're going to be treated right. Welcome to episode 43 of the Trap Shooters United podcast. Joining me today is the 2023 Empire Grand Queen, cleaning up with all five championship titles in Lady One, the 2023 New Jersey State Non-Resident Open Handicap Champ, Pennsylvania State Team, and Team United member, Nikki Hood. Welcome to the show. Hi. How's your day going so far? Um, It's going pretty well. I'm, I'm just finishing up reloading shells for um, the Pennsylvania State Shoot. My brother loads them and then I typically box them and then I do my handicaps. You load your own handicaps? Yes, I do. You shoot different. Do you guys shoot different loads for handicaps between you and him? Yeah. Since he's further up, he typically shoots the one ounce 1200s that we load. And then I shoot these mock nitros. Okay. How many shows do you guys take into Pennsylvania? Oh, it's a bunch actually. Cause <laughs> Between the three of you, right? Yeah. My dad's probably not going to shoot during the week since he didn't take off work, but he'll probably shoot the championship events. Yep. So is he going to, does he have to go to work or is, does he like do a work from home type thing or? Um, He actually goes to work, but when we travel places, sometimes he'll bring his laptop with him to help out his like coworkers on his day off. So they don't get like overrun with patients. Yeah, what's what's he do? He's actually a doctor. He does geriatrics. So he works with like a lot of older people and like typical trap shooters, I guess you could say. Yeah, he he just set up shop there right at the shoot. Pretty much. Let's kick it off with a little bit of a recap um, of this shooting year so far. 
you've been quite a few places um, for this target year. Can you kind of uh, let us know like where you've been, kind of major stuff that's happened to you along the way? Yeah. So actually, I started off the year, well, the target year in New York for the Northeastern Grand. It was my first time shooting Lady One, and I cleaned up. I placed in like top three majority of the shoot. It was pretty good. And then I traveled to Florida in March and I had a few issues there. I did not shoot my best. Like my face got a little torn up, but toward the end of the week, we figured it out and like I shot a lot better. Then after Florida, it was a month later, we went to New York for the Empire Grand. And that's when my shooting really started to kick off. My doubles really, really came a long way since Florida. I ended up shooting a 97, I believe, on the first day. And then I just have been winning Lady One doubles since until this past shoot. I lost my streak, actually. Then after New York, I traveled to PA. And that went really well as well. Then I went to New Jersey for the Delaware and New Jersey State shoots since they're held in the same place. And lots of Lady One titles came home for that week as well. So Delaware and New Jersey are both held at the same location. Yeah. Where what, so what state is it actually held in? They are both actually held in New Jersey. Okay. Gotcha. They're just kind of right on top of each other? Yep. There's a two-day gap in between. Oh, two-day gap. So they yeah. end it and then just flip it over, change the signs to, to say... New Jersey, and then start over again. Yep, pretty much. Um, so in May, um, back in New York, you mentioned your doubles kind of took off. Um, you've basically broke 93 or higher since then, which that was like that was like May 10th. So, and you've shot a lot of doubles since then at over 1,000, um, maybe 1,500 or so doubles just in that, you know, one month time span what can you is there anything that you can kind of put your finger on as to why they've just kind of taken off from there um yeah i think there was quite a few things that actually really helped the biggest one i would say was probably doing a lot of wall chart drills i have a terry jordan wall chart and like every night during the off season i would practice doubles the motion because it's typically muscle memory since they're in the same spot and then I'd say, like, the second thing would be definitely having a good grip on the gun. Because I shoot a PFS, and, like, the factory grips are just very skinny and kind of hard to hold. So I actually modified mine to, like, have a glove grip. And it's been much easier to hold that gun tight. It's called the rat grip, right? Yep. You heat it up, and then, like, you mold it to your hand. It's amazing. So you... You heat it up, it just kind of, it gets soft, obviously. You you kind of grip the gun how you want to grip it. And then how long do you have to kind of hold it there before it kind of hardens up? Um, you usually hold it for like a couple minutes. It's not too bad, just as long as you don't take your hand off too early before mm-hmm. it cools. And then you did that right before New York then? Yep. And, and the proof's in the pudding, I guess. Your scores, your your double score especially, has just gone through the roof. Uh, the Terry Jordan wall chart, you mentioned that. Um, can you kind of describe what that is to folks who may not know? I feel like it's a pretty common tool 
Um, but if there's any folks listening that don't know what it is, can you kind of go over what the, what that is? Yeah. So basically, it's this chart that has like a picture of a trap field on it, and it has all the different target presentations for both singles and doubles. And for each target that is thrown out of the trap house, it is printed on the screen, and there is a dot ahead of it or below it for a straightaway for your lead points where you would technically pull the trigger. And then you just put a snap cap in your gun, make sure there's no live rounds, obviously. And then you just practice shooting. And then, so in your garage, just from the videos you've kind of posted, it looks like you have um, foot placements um, for, for each post how far back do you do you move them back for like a like say you want to practice handicap do you do you just stand further away then from the trap house yeah so terry actually has a manual that comes with the wall chart and it tells you exactly where you would stand for roughly your yardage typically i stand at the 27 because i was previously at the 26 but you do stand further back for the handicap and here recently at the New Jersey State shoot, you just mentioned um, you finally made it to the 27 after a long, hard struggle from the 26. How was how was that? Oh, my gosh. It was such a relief, to be honest. <laughs> like, I went to New York and it was so windy the one day and I broke a 67. I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm never going to make 27. <laughs> <laughs> and then in New Jersey, it was actually pretty windy when I shot for the 27 but a couple errors happened with the squatting and i ended up shooting last flight out so the wind wasn't terrible i ended up shooting 94 and ended up making 27 on my dad's birthday so with the 94 did you probably didn't even know what the scores were prior to that did you no, my dad knew, but he wouldn't tell me. Yeah. So do you feel like that helped you? Because I don't like, like me, I, for handicap, I have it stuck in my head. Like, okay, I need to just, let's just focus 96 and above. And I know that's probably the wrong thing to do because then you start, okay, I'll miss one. Okay. I can't miss, you know, anymore. And then you just kind of get yourself into this mental trap. Do you think, um, not knowing that you were that close helped you on that final trap like not okay there's no pressure i'm not going to break a 96 or whatever you know do you think that helped you um kind of but i kind of figured scores would be low because it was pretty windy out but i don't know i was just like in the zone i'm like i had this little mantra going in my head like get ahead keep your head down and i ended up running the last box for the 94. nice and then you had a shoot off. How many people was in a shoot off? Was it just you and somebody else or was there multiple? It was me and another guy from PA. Gotcha. And how'd the shoot off go? I know you won it, but I don't know what the scores were. So I ended up shooting, I believe it was a 24 if I'm not mistaken. And yep. the other guy, I think he ended up with a 22. He missed pretty early on. So I was like, okay, I got this. And then I got to post one and I got a hard left and I'm like, I missed it, but... It was okay. So you got you got through that. You got your punch. Now there's no there's no mental block now on handicap. You can you can just kind of barrel through and um, learn how to how to master the twenty seven. and You'll be all set. Yep. And you're going to Pennsylvania this week. You're staying there. Do they have some type of shoot prior to the state shoot starting? 
Yes. So actually, this weekend is the Colonial Classic. It is technically a separate event from the statute. And it's typically when the AIM at SCTP goes on. That is on Saturday and Sunday for the singles. Are you going to be shooting that? Yes, I am actually shooting with my team for that. So hopefully we can come out of there with some cool medals. Yeah. So you're going to be there for basically uh, about 10 days or so, maybe eight or nine days. Yeah, I just won't be shooting probably Monday, Tuesday since yeah. those are prelim days. Take a little break and then get after it for the high overall. Yep. How's the camper going? You guys just got that. Is it a new camper? Did you have a camper prior to that? Uh, no, we didn't have a camper at all before this, but the camper is going very well. Like we had a couple of hiccups before going to Florida, but it all went well in the end. Like, it's very nice to be able to stay on site and just, like, roll out of bed and walk to the clubhouse. Yep. Sit in the AC and not worry about sweating to death. Yeah. Taking naps is my my thing. How do you, do you guys have, like, a TV and stuff set up in there? Yep. That's all you need. Um, switching from junior to lady one this year. Um, obviously, it was, it was the right choice because you're – you're racking up a lot of points. I think uh, I looked, I know the points really don't matter right now per se, but I think you're, you're fifth or so fourth or fifth in points um, as of earlier today. Um, do you feel like, or what, what made you switch from junior to lady one this year? So the biggest push for me to switch from junior to lady one was definitely competing with my twin brother. Like, we would get in so many arguments about like, oh, who shot better? Like we'd get like angry at each other. And it was just like a very negative headspace for us both to be in when we're trying to like perform at our peak. So that was the biggest push for me. And then, I don't know, I felt it'd be nice to like get to know the other ladies. Cause like, it's kind of hard being like one of the few ladies in the sport. Yep. And then if you're, if you're shooting for junior, you're kind of in like, like in between there, it's like, yeah, you're a lady, but then you're focused on the junior. And then I could see how that would kind of put like put you in a corner somewhere, you know? Yeah. So you have a twin brother. I have a twin sister. We are one minute apart. How close are you guys? We're roughly a minute apart, too. Who's older? I'm older. It's always the chick that's older. Oh, my gosh. That's just how it goes. So how's school going? Are you going into your senior year this year? Yeah, I'm actually going into my senior year. I used to do cyber for the past two years, but this year I'm venturing into dual enrollment where I'm going to go to a local college and get college credits and high school credits at the same time. So I'm really excited going into that. I'm just hoping I can still shoot just as much. So how far? So you go... Are you going to a high school then, or are you going to go to a college? I will be going to college. I'll be commuting on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, okay, and then doing high school then cyber? Uh, no, I actually get high school credits as I complete college courses. Okay, so you're really not going to – technically, you're just kind of going to college and but then getting your required high school credits for graduation then, right? Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Now I'm now it's all making sense to me. Now, what's your plans for once you once you graduate? What's your plans? 
So after I graduate, I plan on attending a four-year university. Hopefully, I get to go and shoot at a college. I'm looking at a couple different options right now. I recently toured Jacksonville when I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's currently in the top picks. So I'm looking into majoring in computer science or engineering. Not quite too sure which one I want to go with yet. but. So how was the tour at Jacksonville? It was actually really nice. Like the weather was nice, thankfully. And the campus is really beautiful. When everybody was telling me that it was beautiful, I was just like, eh, it's Florida. Of course, it's going to be pretty. But yeah. I was like blown away. And they have such amazing sporting clays courses that they practice on. Like they don't own the gun club, but they like use the gun club's facilities. They have a gunsmith on site from what I heard. They have a couple different sporting clay courses, lots of trap and skeet fields. And then they're recently putting in international trap as well. Oh, nice. What was, um, what's the other schools on your list? Do you care to share? So I was also looking at Lindenwood. Mm-hmm. I'm planning on touring there after the grand or around that time frame. And there was a couple other schools, but I don't know if I'm really interested in traveling to Texas. Yeah. I was looking at Shiner or Texas A&M. And how did you start shooting? What kind of got you? Did you and your brother start about the same time? Yeah. He actually signed up for our school's trap team. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I just went to the meeting and I was like, yeah, I'll try it. We'll see how it goes. And I ended up really liking it. Like I had very humble beginnings. Like I'd shoot like six and then like 11. And I was like on top of the world in my own little head. <laughs> so you started, started on the, on the high school team then, or were you in middle school still? I was in seventh and eighth grade. So technically it would be junior high for me Yeah, since we don't have a middle school. And then recently I transferred to another high school's team because my current school's team wasn't really meeting my needs per se. Like we only shot singles. We didn't focus on handicap and doubles really. Mm-hmm. And what did you, what did you start shooting with? I first started shooting off with, I don't remember. It was some sort of pump gun. That's all I know. And then I switched to a BT 99, which is my all-time favorite gun, to be honest, because I really loved the beaver tail and the low rib. I cannot shoot a high gun very well. So my current gun now that I switched to after the BT-99 is my Browning 725. I have a PFS on it to get a better gun fitment because back in the day when I had my Woodstock, I could not shoot it very well. Cause it was way too long, but now I could probably shoot it if I wanted. And you just shoot the over and under, right? You don't shoot the unsingle at all. No, I have an over and under. Gotcha. And what, uh, what chokes do you have in it for each discipline? So typically speaking, I like to shoot full for basically everything except for doubles. But recently <laughs> I switched it out because I'm like, I need every chip and chunk I can get. So I switched it out to improve mod for singles and handicap recently. Oh, and handicap as well. Yes. Well, it seems, seems to be working. Yeah. It seems to be controversial opinion, but I might switch back soon. 
Can't go wrong with can't go wrong with either one of them, probably. No. And then for doubles, I shoot a modified in the bottom barrel for my first shot and then an improved mod for my second shot. Gotcha. And where are you holding that in relation to the house? I hold on the house. For for everything? Yes. I'm a one-eyed shooter. Oh, okay. That was my next question. So do you close your eye or do you tape it off? I close my eye. I'm actually afraid to tape it off, but like everybody's been telling me I should do it. So I might try that this winter. Man, I was, I was a, like, I closed my, my eye for the longest time. And once I taped the eye and I got used to it, like it's, like I feel weird now closing the eye and I feel like I have a lot more visual like I can see to the left and you know and up and down I just can't see like I I only see the one single barrel just like I would with my one eye closed but I feel like I have better vision overall with just the eye taped and then also I feel like I can see better because of like the depth perception, like the targets look closer to me versus having the one eye closed. They always just seem kind of further away for some reason. Yeah. I always just felt uncomfortable having both eyes open for some reason. Like it just seemed like, I don't know. Like it was just odd. Oh yeah. I'm right there with you. Do practice with it a couple hundred rounds and it's, it'll, you'll be amazed at the difference of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing it right now at the Pennsylvania state shoe, but <laughs> yeah, definitely during the off season, I'll try yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe this, I mean, I still see the rings on the target and everything. Like I can see those rings on like, especially the black rings, yep. but like I see them on the all orange ones too. Yeah. Well, you got, you got young eyes. So wait until you're like pushing 40 and that might change. Oh my gosh, you sound like a stereotypical trap shooter. <laughs> like all the old hey. guys come up to me, they're like, them young eyes, you're shooting great, girl. And I'm like, yep. thank you. I, I I made fun of people too until I got old. So um, how how is your point of impact? Are you shooting a relatively flat, like 70, 30, 80, 20? Yeah, I think it might shoot like 60, 40, actually. 60, 40. I don't like a high gun. Like I tried it yeah. and I just I just can't do it. Like, I got to shoot where I'm looking. Yeah, so, you're, I mean, you're just covering the bird up. Yeah, just slightly. Yep. And then what other equipment are you using? What ammo and eye protection, ear protection? So, I'll start off with my ammo. I obviously shoot reloads for everything. Mm-hmm. We shoot, we use tight group for our powder and a TGT-12 wad and Remington gun club holes. And then we started using this newer shot. It's like... I forget the name of it, but it's, it just came out recently and it's one of the harder shots on the market. We use that a lot, especially in my handicap shells, but we shoot one ounce, 1200s for singles and doubles, both shots. And then for my handicap, I have a mock nitro recipe. I use a nitro hull, tight group, 18 grains, and then one and one eighth ounce of shot with a TGT 12. Gotcha. How much time do you guys spend reloading? Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's incredible how much time we spend. Like my brother just went through a whole box of wads today, like a whole case. And usually between the shoots, like 
last year we didn't shoot reloads for everything. We shot factories because they were cheaper at the time compared to this year. And now we spend pretty much all the days in between shooting, reloading, or packing the camper, or like going shopping and stuff for supplies. So, I mean, like right now, I mean, you guys are probably going to be taking close to 4,000 rounds to Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. I think my brother has like another thousand to load to get to like the minimum that we would need. Yeah. That's nuts. So, so what other stuff are you using? So for my eye protection, I wear Pila's. I wear the X6 frame. My favorite lens so far is the 22 CIN. It's a purple lens. It's pretty dark. And it's pretty much an all-around lens for me because everywhere I go, it's like always sunny for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I use the cable frames. I wasn't a big fan of like the fork frames that everybody else wears. Like they got stuck in my hair and they did not feel very secure because I have a pretty small head. And my ear protection, I actually went to an ear doctor to get them custom molded because my dad, he really wasn't a fan of like the process of going to the shoots and just getting them done by Joe Schmo, you know? And he has a doctor friend that was able to get us in to get custom ear protection. And we have these little valves in them that allow you to hear like the scorekeeper and everything. But as soon as that gun goes off, it's like blocks out the decibels. So it doesn't damage your hearing. Do you listen to music? Um, I only listen to music right before I shoot. Like, I'll carry my AirPods. I'll carry them on my belt. But I don't listen to it while I shoot. If I did listen to it while I shoot, I'd need something to, like, pause it as soon as I put the gun up. Because otherwise I can't focus. Yeah, I felt the same way. I tried the music thing, and it it made it about two posts. And they, they went to the curb. Yeah, I was the same way. I just couldn't focus with the music. Like, I can do it between shots, but not when I have the gun up looking. Sure. Do you have any other, like, pre-shot routines or maybe some tricks that you kind of use to help you get yourself focused? Um, In doubles, actually. If I don't pick my shells out of my my pouch the right way, if I don't take one from each box for the first pair, I'm, like, scared I'll do bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little strange, but I'm a little superstitious about that. And then I also have a rubber ducky in my shell catcher because I really love rubber duckies and I call it my lucky duck. What about your um, your croc attire? Don't you have rubber uh, rubber ducky crocs? Oh, yeah. They're awesome. If you ever see me wearing them, you got to step on my feet, but not like not too hard because they squeak <laughs> like the ducks squeak. It's amazing. So uh, do the do the do the Lucky Duck Crocs come out at any special time? Um, recently I haven't been wearing them much because I bought a new pair of shoes that I really like, and I've been shooting good doubles in them. So I haven't really been wearing the Ducky Crocs much, but they will come out like every now and again just for fun. Like if I'm in a shoot off, I'll wear them probably, unless it's like doubles. So the the ducks are for Im- intimidation pur- purposes. Yes. I also have croc headlights. Like, there's these little lights that can go on my crocs. My friend sent me a link to them. They're like, you have to get these because you're like a croc girl. And I'm like, okay, I'll buy them. And they're like, you got to wear them to shoot offs when it's dark out. (laughs) But 
my last shoot off, I was in, in Pennsylvania. I forgot to put them on and it was dark out. I was like, dang it. That could have been so funny. So at the grand this year, when you're shooting off at night and we see like movement coming towards us, we know it's just you with the, with the Krog headlamps on. Oh yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your routine in between events? Like, Say at Pennsylvania, right? You're shooting the 200 singles. What are you doing to kind of, I mean, are you walking around? Are you talking to people? Are you just kind of taking a nap? Um, It really depends on how I'm feeling that day. Like sometimes I'll go walking around and like hang out with my friends and stuff. But most of the times I just go back to the camper, cook up some chicken strips and then take a nap. There you go. Now, where's your favorite place to shoot if you had to pick pick one place to go? That's a tough one, actually. I mean, I really like Pennsylvania because it's close and like I shoot a lot there. But I also kind of like New York, which is very controversial because a lot of people hate it up there. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people don't like Pennsylvania because of how windy it is. Typically, it's not too bad. But last year, it was really rough. Or maybe it's just the folks that aren't from that area that just think it's windy probably it could be that i mean we are on the east coast after all yeah so you're used to it but those that maybe be in you know ohio or illinois or something maybe they're not used to it yeah i hear a lot of people say like traveling to the east coast it's harder to shoot compared to out west that the targets fly different or something i don't know how true it is because i never shot out west yet but is is there any um shoots on your bucket list to go to um the grand is on the bucket list for this year you you haven't been in the grand no i have not and i'm really disappointed because past two years my dad's work schedule just like kind of got in the way but this year we have it all figured out Got to go for the full full 10 days. I mean, hey, you're and you're shooting for points too, so. Yep, that's the plan. You'll be gain, gaining some ground there. Absolutely. Um, what is your shooting schedule looking like? So you got Pennsylvania. What's on deck after Pennsylvania? Um, I believe Connecticut is next. And then there might be a PA shoot in between. I'm definitely going to all the Pennsylvania shoots, like the PA Grand and everything. And then New York State is on the list. And then the Grand, then the Westy Hogan. Gotcha. So basically everything that's kind of more northeast and then the only real traveling you're going to do would be over to the Grand. Yeah. How close is the Pennsylvania grounds from your home? It is actually 20 minutes away. It is very close. Holy cow. So you could just like go home and get a sandwich and then you could cook your chicken strips at home. Yeah, but we actually got a camp spot up there, which is kind of like stupid, but I don't know. It's kind of nice at the same time. No, I think I think having a camper or someplace to go to at a shoot just to just to get away get out of the sun, get cooled off, just chill versus like me. Whenever I go to a shoot, it's like I'm either sitting in my car or sitting in the clubhouse or, you know, walking up and down the trap line. But I don't know. I think if you're at a shoot for any period of time, like if you're there for the full week, like I think it's the best way to go with, with the camper route. Yeah. It definitely is a lot nicer. Then you can have like 
your own place to chillax and like rest your mind before you go out for the next event. I usually can't make it for a shoot longer than a couple of days. So it's not too big of a deal for me, but if I, if I did have the time and everything, then the camper route would definitely be the way to go. Either just renting one or forking over the money or if millennium wants to sponsor the show, that'd be great as well. Yeah. That'd be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So what about some mentors? Like, have you taken any clinics or anything from anyone? Yeah, I've actually taken a few clinics. I've taken, when I first started shooting, it was like not even like a full year into my shooting. I went and took a clinic from Mitchell Loveless and Mm -hmm. safe to say that was probably a waste of money for my dad, unfortunately, because I thought I was doing fine. I'm just like, I'm hitting like 15 out of 25. I don't need your help, which (laughs) I, I don't know why I thought that, but. It happened. I was I was just there for the ride, I guess you could say, and everybody else learned. And I was just like, nah, I got this. And then I think it was like the PA state shoot during COVID or like a little before. I was having a little trouble and this one guy from my gun club, he's older, and he asked Ricky Marshall to give me lessons. So he ended up paying for my lessons with Ricky Marshall. And it was about an hour at the practice trap. It definitely helped me out a little bit. But I don't know. I feel like I was still in that stage where, like, I didn't want to listen, I guess. Because, like, I Mm -hmm. just wanted to, like, goof around the whole time and not take shooting serious, to be honest. And then just recently, last year, I took a clinic from Nora Ross. And that one definitely helped me out a lot. Like, I learned some pretty good techniques from her and doubles on, like, how to hold on the house. Like, high versus low gun. That kind of stuff. Where'd you take that clinic at? Was it up in up near you or did you travel somewhere? Um, we actually traveled to North Jersey Gun Club, I think it was called. And how far so what's the what's the furthest away shoot? Would it be like Connecticut or Florida was the furthest. Yeah, I'm I'm talking like in your general the northeast area. Um, I think it's Connecticut to be honest. We've never been there, Connecticut. but I think it's like four and a half hours or something like that. Okay. So it's not nothing too crazy. No, it's not too bad. Now, Florida was probably what a 14 hour drive. I don't know. I know it was like 12 hours to Jacksonville and then it's probably four more hours to the silver dollar actually. Gotcha. Was that your first time at silver dollar? No, it was my second time. What's your thoughts of the, of the dollar? I really like the dollar, honestly, like, other than the wind that like occasionally happens. Well, not occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, after nine o'clock, they turn the fans on down there. But I really like <laughs> it because it's warm and it's something different than the gray, snowy weather at home. Yep. So nine, 9 a.m. is when the fans come on? Yeah, as soon as shooting starts. <laughs> uh, what is your number one shooting tip that you could give to a new shooter? Um, definitely let your eyes focus and hold the gun tight. Keep your head down. So when you're talking, get your eyes focused. Um, I, I'm big on this now. Like I used to just mount the gun and call for the target. Now I mount the gun. I wait what seems like five seconds. It's probably like a second and a half or something, but it just seems like forever. Cause you're just kind of sitting there. Mm-hmm. 
but I let my eyes kind of tell me when to call. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. And it's, it's a hard thing to explain, but once you do it you realize like it just takes that extra split second to get that kind of soft focus and your eyes just kind of adapt and then call for the target. And I, it helps me see the target a lot better by doing that. Yeah. It definitely makes me feel like I'm like giving the target a death there when it does come out. Cause I see it like yeah. so much better. Yep. For sure. Now, what would be your number one tip for doubles? Um, considering that your double scores have just kind of exploded. Uh, what's something that you wish you would have figured out um, before you did? Um, I wish I definitely figured out like how to move my eyes the correct way. Well, my eye, cause I only shoot one eye, but yeah, definitely getting my eye ahead. Cause I used to always look at the back end of that target mm-hmm. and then I'd end up lifting my head. Cause like I couldn't see it fully. Are you talking on the second target? Yeah. Yeah. I have that issue too. I, I would always, I always kind of look at the back end of the target and then I, I miss the target. Yeah, I tend to do that a lot. But you're referring to, are you talking like the front edge? Are you looking kind of in front of the target? I look at the front edge and a little bit ahead. Yep. And that you've noticed your score is kind of picked up, you know, doing that, obviously. I took a, uh, I took a, a lesson from with Mason Malin. He was standing behind me and he was like, you know, Joe, you're never going to break that second target by shooting it doesn't doesn't matter how many times you shoot at it you're never going to break it until you get in front of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd do it so you got to get in front of it to break that sucker uh what's your biggest goal that you would like to achieve this year i think this is a far stretch in my opinion i don't know i think my biggest goal would definitely be making lady one first team i think you're off to a pretty good start if I so lady one first now this is last year obviously lady one first team there's what ten ten shooters fourteen seventy eight was the bottom number and there was a fourteen seventy eight and a fourteen seventy nine so those two scores were kind of right there on top of each other that was the ticket to make the first team. Um, the lady won second team. It took nine thirty one to make the very last spot. And I, I think you've got that pretty much in the bag. Yeah. I've been kind of calculating my points as I've been going. And I think currently I'm sitting at there's, well, there's obviously a few shoots that aren't in like Jersey, yep. but I think I'm currently sitting at like a thousand ish somewhere in there. Yep. But I, I just really like to get rid of some of my lower point shoots within like the next month and just make that first team. Cause that'd be my first all American team I'd ever make. And that'd just be like the most incredible thing in the world for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you have any other goals? Like um, obviously the, the 27 yard line was a goal. Check that off the list. Um, how close have you been to the 200? Oh, um, my closest was probably I honestly don't know I think well recently I shot a 195 so we'll just go with that but oh, you got you got 100 straight though right no unfortunately I have not oh it's you haven't I thought you did I no. haven't either how many 99s do you have 
Oh, quite a few, quite a few. Yeah, it's to the point where ninety nine doesn't even doesn't even excite me anymore. Yeah, I shot a ninety nine in Jersey, and I was just like, "Dang it!" How close? How close have you made it then to the hundred? Oh, I don't know offhand. It's like I don't even keep track because I just yeah. I just get upset about it. I'm like, it's just <laughs> embarrassing. Like I made twenty seven <laughs> before I got a hundred. I, I was in uh just this past week weekend I was at I was at over in Ohio on the first hundred I was like okay Joe let's just focus here and just let's just let's just get it done and I missed the first target. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do that too. <laughs> this is how it goes. I think I, like the closest I've been on the back end. I think I was like eighty something straight, eighty two or eighty three. And I let let one slip away, but I always miss early, except for this one shoot. I missed. Yeah, I missed in the last box because I got an illegal target. I missed it, and then I was like, "Okay, you got to focus." And then the wind took it, and I lifted my head, and I ended up getting a ninety-eight. I was just like, "Ooh." Hey, we're getting it this year. This year, this year, there's no excuses. We got plenty of time to do it. No, I'm just like, that's my next goal on my list is definitely the hundreds in both singles and doubles. You got a 98 in doubles. Yep. And then um, you don't you don't have a 99, do you? Who's it 98, right? No, 98's my high. 98, gotcha. My high is 91, so my next goal is 95. That's a good goal to have. And if I if I can get 95, then I know I can get the 100. I know I can definitely get that hundred. I just have like some mental errors that happen. What target do you do you miss most often in doubles? Definitely post three, second target going to the left. Yep. I feel like it just hangs there, and like sometimes I'll shoot below it, thinking it's gonna drop, but mm-hmm. I just like don't get on it sometimes, and I'm like, "You're dumb." I struggle with post four to the to the right, so. I'm almost contemplating just shooting that one first. I've done that before. Because it's like, I don't know if I, I don't know what I do, but that's the one I struggle with the most. I tried shooting them backwards and it just didn't work for me. I, I don't mind doing it except for post five. I don't get out in front of that. If I shoot the angle first, I don't get out of it in front of it. Right. So, but on post four, it's not too bad because it's kind of just like a quarter. Yeah. We'll see. To be to be determined. What about um, long term goals? Uh, it could be shooting wise, professional wise. What's your long term goal that you want to achieve? Um, I'd really like to get a grand slam. That's again another far stretch, but I really like to have one. I definitely like to make the PA Hall of Fame eventually. Um, hmm. You could put a, uh, a a lady one championship at the Pennsylvania State shoot. Yeah, I'm really hoping to get the champions champions. Like that'd be so cool. But there's yeah. just a couple ladies that give me a good run <laughs> for my money. Hey, well, if you made the champion champions, then you would have to go to the grand. Oh yeah. Well, I'm already going. Like we have a camp spot and everything. So oh, okay, so you're already committed. Yeah, we're committed. Uh, last question here, then I'll let you go. Um, Go ahead and thank anyone that you would want, um, any sponsors, that sort of stuff. Um, I'd definitely like to thank Kick Easy for supporting me since some of my earlier days. Definitely you, Joe, 
for having me on the podcast and Target Shotguns for sending me an amazing box today. And then Lucas Oil for sponsoring my team and helping us out with gun cleaning supplies and everything. And then just a couple, all my friends and family. And then my idols, Debbie. Oh, hey. And then Carl Chadwell. Some good idols to have. I think, um, didn't Carl just celebrate like his 50th shooting year or something? Yep, I got him a cake. He's amazing. He's such a nice guy. Such a long time. And he's not like, he's not, he's not old. Like, <laughs> that just means he's been shooting since he was like 10. <laughs> no, he's been shooting since he was nine. And I'd definitely like to thank my coach, Ryan Ramsey. He's definitely the one that like pushed me to get where I am today. Like we always goof around at practice, but like when it comes down to business, he's always there for me when I need him. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nikki, for joining us today and best of luck with your shooting this year. Uh, can't wait to follow along and hopefully see the the rubber ducky with headlights walking down for a shoot off at the Grand. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yep, absolutely. That's a wrap on this episode of the Trap Shooters United podcast. Huge shout out to my sponsors, Fioki USA, Diamond 8 Leather, Michael Gooch, Shamrock Sporting Arms, and AJ Supplies. Be sure to reach out to AJ Supplies for all your reloading needs by calling 419-583-7133. Thank you all for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. See you all out on the trap line.